Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show are Randy and Yvette from The Gym in Alma, Michigan. Welcome to the show. How are you guys? Good. Good morning, everybody. Good. I'm excited to have you guys here to learn more about your fitness business, who you are, what you have to offer. But really, before we dive into that, um, what was it that made you guys decide to open up a gym? Well, I've been training youth for pretty near the better part of 40 plus years and uh, been doing it just on the side outside of doing me in, in construction and trying to get kids to be disciplined, give them a self-purpose, give them the ability to succeed in their sports that they're doing, both boys and girls. Um, and then Yvette jumped in because we saw a need in a lot of these, especially young ladies, and even some of the boys that come from a single family home or a single mother or single father home, a lot of them, the father was not involved. So to be honest with you, a lot of girls were putting themselves out there, getting the attention. And we tried to tell them and steer them in a direction to where you don't need that attention. You're worth a lot more than that. And you just don't give it up willy nilly because once you give it up, you can't get it back. So that's what got our passion going. And then lo and behold, the gym just kind of fell in our lap. We've talked about it, talked about it, didn't think it was ever going to happen. And then a guy I went to school with owned a previous gym. They got in financial difficulties. He approached me, Yvette and I jumped on it. And here we are three years later, still going. Awesome. Awesome. I love, I love that story. And so you had it now for three years for our listener, kind of give us the elevator pitch of the gym, you know, tell us who you are, what services you have to provide and just kind of paint a picture for the listener here. We are a 24 seven gym or fitness center, whichever you want to call it. We have several machines for cardio, um, every pin machine that you could possibly think of for each body part. We have a stand-up tanner. We have, I would say, around 5,000 pounds worth of free weights and dumbbells. Um, we are geared to both, as I say, the heavy hitters and your everyday person who just wants to come in, walk on a treadmill, and stay healthy. So anybody can come to this gym and get something out of it. Anybody. We even offer it to young kids. As long as you're, I always tell them, 8 to 80 even above, we have some members in here that are in their mid-90s that come in here and work out three days a week. Mm -hmm. I have some kids that come in that are 11 and 12 years old mm -hmm. that come in and work out. Yeah. So we're conducive to anybody and everybody. Great. I love that. And so with, with this kind of model, you guys are, you know, it's an open model. People come in, do their own thing. Do you guys offer personal training? If somebody's looking for that, is that something that you can offer them? Correct. We uh, offer pr pretty much, I do the personal training as of now. We offer the ability to, there's two separate training things. You can do it nine to seven, which we're staffed, which I'm here from nine to seven every day. That's one price. And then if you want to come in, I've trained people at 4 a.m., 11 p.m. at night. It's a little bit more expensive if I've got to take more time out of my day to come in and train them. But we we offer it 24-7. Wow. So you're pretty busy then, I would assume, Randy, with the training. It sounds like you're the only trainer. Is that right? Correct. Have you guys ever had any other trainers or ever felt the need to have more trainers in the facility? Yes, yep. we have. Yep, we've had a couple. Um, they've come and gone. Because um, Elma is not a, a big city. We've got a population of about 10,000. So it, it's hard for a lot of these young kids that are coming out of school. Oh, my gosh, I want to be a personal trainer. This is all, yeah. Well, they soon find, find out that people can't really afford a whole lot of money for personal training. Right. So they're still having to do their day job and try to fit in personal training. Well, it doesn't work out. 
where I'm here every day. So it doesn't matter to me if I'm only charging five bucks a session or 10 bucks a session because people can't afford it. Yeah. And a lot of times I end up doing it for free. We're also living in a community where a lot of people want to get healthier. They want to get fit. They want to put in the work. They are unaware of the intensity involved to make the lifestyle change. So we're dealing with a lot of people here in this area where they don't want to dedicate that lifestyle change. They find out how difficult it is. And so they come for a little bit and then they fall away. So we're dealing with that kind of a population here. <laughs> yeah, I think everywhere in the U.S., like we deal with stuff like this. Um, and it's it's hard because there's nothing that we can do about the the population we can't change their mind right but what we can do is offer the best darn service out there and right. we can do our best when somebody inquires for information at our facility to to give them that service and to change their life a lot of people don't realize that they need health and fitness. They need exercise. They need personal training until they're going through it and they have had their life changed. A lot mm -hmm. of people aren't actively looking for those things. And so right. Um, right now, in terms of members at the facility, how many guys, how many members do you guys have? Uh, I couldn't give you an exact number, but I know we have. Um, I'm just going to guess about 350 to 400 people that come in, and that is uh, involving a lot of senior citizens. It involves a lot of teenage kids. It involves, um, you know, uh, graduates from college or grad or college students, you know, all ages. So, Great. How does the membership work? Do you guys have just like one membership style that you sell or are there kind of different levels and things like that that you offer? We offer what we call the basic, <clears throat> which allows a member to come in and work out from nine to seven as long as we're staffed during staffed hours. And then we have our 24-7 memberships. Um, there's not a huge price difference, but you do save 50 to 100 bucks from the basic to the to the 24-7. Okay, and are most of your members on the 24-7, or is it kind of, you know? Yeah, out? I would say 98% of them are 24-7. Yeah, it's nice. If not 99. <laughs> in these smaller communities, a lot of people are doing, you know, shift work and things like that, and so yep. we can offer that 24-7. So enticing to people, you know, they can come in at 4 a.m. If they want to work out at 11 p.m., they can. Um, yes. That's the great thing. And so right now, you know, you have 350, 400-ish members. Is that a place where you guys are comfortable or would you like ideally to see more faces in the door? Do you want to increase that membership count at the gym? Oh, of course. We always want to increase the membership count. I mean, that's, but the, the goal is, is we want to be able to help as many people as we can understand that their health doesn't just revolve around watching what you're putting in your mouth, your health revolves around a multiple thing, which is your mindset, your diet, your exercising, right? I mean, and you gotta be able to balance that within your heavy or your busy lifestyle of being able to make ends meet financially, so. Mm -hmm. So I would say, I'm not, sorry to cut you off. I would say about 60 to 70% our clientele are wanting to get fit, but more or less, they're wanting somebody to talk to. They want counseling, counseling pretty much, um, to help them get through their everyday life. So along with personal training, um, that's why we've not had a lot come in and want to be personal trainers, because once they get in here, people start telling them their, their medical issues, their family issues. They don't know how to take care of that. They don't know how to respond to any of that. So that's where I stepped in. Yeah, that's, I mean, that is the hard part about this industry, right? A lot of people are looking for an outlet. Um, and so very quickly we become not only the gym owner, but the therapist as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, when we're able to be that person for somebody out there, it's a good thing. Um, you know, not everybody can deal with that though. Obviously you said some trainers have come in and that wasn't really their thing and they, they've left, but 
in terms of, you know, you said that you want to be able to help as many people as possible, you know, find this healthy, sustainable lifestyle, right? You said it's not just about the things that you eat, but it's also about exercise, accountability, mindset. So what are you guys actively doing to aid that growth process? How are you finding new members? <laughs> so far, we've been lucky enough that we don't really have to go out and find them. They come to us through word of mouth, through social media. Uh, people get wind of the atmosphere here. We offer a room so that mothers or families can bring their kids in and they sit in that room and play on their iPhones, iPads. We don't say, oh, your, your 14 year old or your eight year old child or your five year old child can't be in our facility. No, we encourage that. Nice. A family that works out together, as far as I'm concerned, stays together. So if you bring your kids while mom and dad are working out or dad or mom and they're in the room, they can come out and say, hi, mom, I got to go potty, whatever. That makes them feel part of what mom and dad are doing yeah. and yeah. part of the gym also. Word of mouth is great because, you know, the parents that are currently coming to your gym, they're going to tell their friends who also have kids. And it's just, you know, it's an ongoing cycle. But with word of mouth, we can't really measure, you know, how quickly we're going to grow. We can't count on a growth there because it's not predictable. We don't know how quickly our clients are going to go talk about us. And there will be months where it seems like we grow quite a bit through word of mouth. And then there's really quiet months because of the seasonality to it. Um, and so when we look at, you know, growing to a sizable amount, um, a lot of gyms are utilizing social media advertising, digital ads, Google, things like that. Is that a route that you guys have gone down at all? We've done a little bit of social media advertising. We've done radio advertising, the old standby newspaper advertising, and pretty much I should have just drove down the road and threw the money out the window mm. because the people didn't come in through that advertising. The people come in through word of mouth. And just through our Facebook page, um, which I've been harped on about doing more videos on because that's what brings the people in. And it's just like kind of slack off because I get I get uh, burnt out on just getting on there. Hey, everybody, you know, come to the gym 24-7. So, but that seems to be our best route. Yeah. Yeah. So you said, you know, you might as well just driven down the road and thrown the money out the window when it comes to to spending regular standard advertising yes yeah and i think that you know in today's world radio ads tv ads those aren't the way to go because who is listening to radio anymore i mean most of the people are listening to their phones when they're driving um mm -hmm. they're, they've got their podcast plugged in or they've got you know their spotify plugged in and so like it's not we can't utilize that like we might have been able to utilize it 10 15 years ago um, and so a lot of people, you know, they utilize the social media, the videos like you're talking about, or maybe they push an ad out um, to reach people in their community who might not know that you exist. You are a family friendly facility and not all facilities, I'm assuming, in the area are family friendly. There's not many facilities Correct. out there like, hey, bring in your five year olds. We have a place for them to sit while you work out. And so that definitely sets you apart. So how do you reach that person in your community that might be looking for that, but doesn't even know that you exist? The way that people are doing that is through digital ads on social media, which is, you know, posting something, putting a dollar behind it, targeting a specific demographic of people, and then, you know, converting those people to members. Is that something that you guys, you know, foresee in your future as you continue to grow? Yes, we've been looking at that. <clears throat> and also, uh, I've had a few people mention that we should do our own, the Gym 24-7 podcast, um, go on there, and if we have something to rant about, we rant, but pretty much talk to people on the podcast about dieting. Um, everybody thinks dieting is just this tremendous, horrendous thing that you've got to count your your macros, your micros and all that. No, it's not. It's pretty dang simple. If it grows in the ground, walks on the ground, flies in the air, swims in the water, eat all you want. Stay away from everything else. If it comes in a box, throw it out. 
that's the best thing you can do. And it's not that hard to do once you get to that point. Yeah. And everybody's take on that is a little bit different, but I think, um, you know, it's a cool platform to think about, you know, you guys may be offering that in form of podcast. Um, but if you look at a way that you could offer that within your facility to help, you know, the current members that you have, do you guys offer any nutrition services at this time within the, the we sure do. We sure do. I have several people that, um, we have a gentleman, he comes to mind right now. Um, he was well over 500 pounds. He come in here weighing 560. He struggles with food addiction. And uh, it's been the better part of two years to get him to actually admit that he has a food addiction problem. Mm -hmm. So we've got him into the mindset. He's looking to go to counseling outside of me talking with him. He is now down to under 480 pounds. So he's almost lost 100 pounds. And, you know, he, he falls off the wagon, just like everybody else that's addicted to something. Mm -hmm. So I have to build him back up and get him back on track, but we're getting there. Yeah. Is this nutrition, you know, the account, it sounds like you're offering him nutrition and accountability. Ultimately, is this something that you guys offer in addition to the membership or are you including it with their membership as a free type of service? That just comes along with your membership. Um, because when Yvette and I got into this, we didn't get into it. We knew we weren't going to make a ton of money. We got in it because we love helping people. We want to see people be healthier. We know for a fact that a lot of your diseases out there are caused by your diet and the way you live your life. The things you put in your body end up causing you issues. Right. So we try to steer people away from that stuff and towards the more whole natural foods. Yeah, and I think that most of us are in this industry because we want to help people. Um, that's what motivates most people for the, that's the reason they start gyms typically, right? They want to help people be healthy. But I do think that we can help people, we can change people's lives, and we can still make good money doing it. Um, and so for you guys, I guess I want to ask, like, what's the big goal here? You know, if I could hand you a magic wand and I was like, all right, you know, you've reached all your goals for the business. What would that look like other than, you know, uh, the obvious helping as many people as possible? What are some business goals you guys have in mind? Um, I, well, we have, like he said, to have a bigger building, to be able to have our own building so that we can accommodate all the different desires in the health industry so we do have some people that have asked for classes so we'd like to be able to have a little gym area for that kind of thing have the abyss have you know a room for just the cardio and you know for other general people to be able to go in nutrition services um, we would like to be able to add on uh, like a massage area for our bodybuilders who need massages. We'd also like to be able to open up like a smoothie bar, if you will, to where we can make a lot of the proteins that we sell already. We can make the smoothies for them out of those proteins and, and try to incorporate different ways to use the, the proteins. Wow. So kind of take what you have now and expand upon that is right. the big goal. And so in order for that to become a reality for you guys down the road, whether that be a year from now, two years from now, what has to happen within the business now for that to be a reality? Because obviously, you know, expansion costs money, mm -hmm. costs time. So what has to happen now for that to be realistic for you guys? Money. <laughs> I would say a lot of it too has got to do with finding the right place, the right location. Mm -hmm. um, there's several empty buildings here in Elma that would be good, but they want astronomical prices for it um, because they think it's a gold mine and it's been sitting for 15 plus years vacant, but they still want top dollar for their facility because it's a commercial facility. Um, along with that, of course, you'd have to go in and do a lot of reconstruction within the inside, like putting in bathrooms, showers, mm -hmm. uh, putting up walls. So that, that's a huge expense as somebody that's been in construction. When you get into the, the plumbing and the electrical part of it, that's a pretty good chunk of change. Yeah, I mean, 
this business is not cheap getting no. into this business. It's really expensive. Equipment is expensive. Overhead is expensive. Um, you know, if we want to have trainers, paying them is expensive. There's a lot of really big expenses at stake here. Um, and so, you know, since that's something that you want to do down the road, what's your plan to get the funds now within this business to be able to put towards that? Win the lottery. No, on a serious note, <clears throat> pretty much just continue doing what we're doing. Um, each month, even through our dead months, we have, knock on wood, been able to expand our membership. People are coming in because we we offer uh, price breaks for our military, corrections, firefighter, and police because they put their lives on the line for us every day. So we figure the best thing we can do is cut them a break on a gym membership and the, the ability to come in here and use a facility 24-7. <clears throat> um, as of right now, a lot more of our seniors are starting to come in because they're coming into that um, silver sneakers program or uh, silver fit program that we offer and their insurance pays for their gym membership. So they're utilizing it. So, and then also we have to be able to increase the membership, right? So that we can, and then we have to build our business plan of what that's going to look like, that business model. And uh, we're going to have to take that to the bank because they're going to want to know all of these projections that are going to take place. They want to see the increase of memberships that will they have taken place since we've opened up the doors. They want to see the increase of revenue before we can even get a kind of a loan like that. And like he said, we have to find a location that would be perfect for everything we're trying to do and, you know, and then get the builders to come in. So it's going to be a big undertaking to accomplish that. So that that's eventually the goal so yeah and I think it's completely realistic I think that in order to make this happen you know streamline this process a little bit more you're going to want to look at ways to you know increase your memberships outside of just you know what you're currently doing what else can we do to reach more people in the community to make this happen a little bit quicker um you know so that, that way you have the funds flowing in the revenue flowing in so that you know you can put it towards that new um you know bigger location more all-inclusive um, you know, final question I have for you guys here is, you know, if there was a word of advice that you could give to somebody who is just getting started in this industry, what would you have to tell them? Um, me personally, hang on to your hiney because it's not all glitz and glamour. It's not just coming in and hanging out with your buddies and throwing iron around. Um, it's a lot what, of work. It's, like, it's a serious dedication to, you know, want to be here all the time. Um, you know, watching the business, there's a lot at stake. Um, if you're going to cater to all ages, you have to make sure that you have policies in place to be able to accommodate um, the different age groups, especially our young teenagers who need parental consent to come and work in the facility. And then you need staffed people here to oversee them. You need dedicated hours just for those young um, underage kids to ensure that their safety is in place. You have to have liability insurance. You know, there's, there's a lot of stuff. It's a serious business and you need to be completely dedicated because when you jump into a business like this, where you want to help people, you really got to want to help them because they're going to trust that you are genuinely concerned about operating a serious business. They're going to invest in your business. And you certainly don't want to be one of those gyms where it's a fly by night thing where a year later they have shut down and those people have lost out on their year memberships that they paid for. And there's no way to recoup that expense. So, I mean, you've got to make sure this is what you really want. Yeah, definitely. And I think like if we invest in, you know, our members, they're going to invest in us. Correct. So we have to spend that time to really provide that value for them so that they want to like stick around. We can change their life. And you all know that that's why we're here is to change more lives. Um, thank you guys for being here. It was truly wonderful hearing um, your story. For our listeners, thank you guys for tuning in as well. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast, fill out the link in the description and we will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out.
Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Hey guys, welcome back to the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Montero, and today we are joined by Morris Mitchell from Play Sport Athletics out in Kansas City, Missouri. Morris, how are we doing today, man? Good, good. Um, we had a few storms roll through Kansas City last night, so we're, we're actually just getting power back um, maybe oh, 30 minutes ago. That's the worst, man. Good timing. Look at that. It was like meant to yep. be. But uh, yeah, you guys get a lot out there, right? It's like, like in the middle of the country, a little bit of that. Uh, yeah. Are you guys in the, uh, what is that, Tornado Alley? Is that Tornado Alley, Alley, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's scary. Everyone dude. was like running for the basement last night. No. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, it's scary stuff. So I, I didn't even tell you, but I live in Connecticut. So we had a uh, like macro burst. That's like a mini tornado. If you ever heard of that? Mm-hmm. So like two years ago. And uh, the little the thing went legit right over my house, and uh, so it's basically like a level one tornado, but it's like super condensed. It was insane. Totally destroyed our town for like two, three weeks. So yeah, man, those are those are rough, but it's it is scary. It is scary. So play sport athletics, man. Uh, I I can see the gym behind us. Very cool setup, turf, brick wall, functional equipment. So I know we're working, obviously working with athletes too, and general pop. But Morris, when you started this thing, man, what was your goal behind you know getting into the business? your goal behind you know, becoming you know, an entrepreneur within this fitness space. What, what was that like for you? Um, so honestly, I, uh, I spent eight years in the military and I was, I was um, helping out with our physical training program there. Um, when I got home, I got home actually during COVID and oh, wow. um, the kids were out of school. The kids were sitting around playing video games all day. And, and I'm like, you know what, we're going to the park. Um, I went and bought like speed ladders and the hurdles yeah, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, and I, I'm yeah. just taking them back to like my high school athletic days and, took my kids out there then I took my kids friends and um kids have always kind of been naturally uh drawn to me I, I, yeah. I don't really know what it is but uh I guess I'm like the fun parent uh there you go yeah and so my wife was like you know what this is it this is your calling it's, you should work with kids right and um it just kind of all went from there okay yeah I love it man that's great uh so it started out of passion which is awesome you know working with the kids is great obviously especially the young age, you can have such a good impact, especially with this fitness piece, right? And like to be able to train athletes, a lot of fun. I know you're doing general pop too. Now, when you started the business, when you're like, all right, I'm going to go full, full in on this. Was the thought there like, Hey, I, I, I want to do this to all, and also make a, a good living at doing what I love. Was that doing like, I found like if we can make a good living money, right. Doing something we're passionate about, like that's the best of both worlds. Was that thought there too? Absolutely. Um, I forget there's a quote out there that's like, if you, if you love what you're doing, then you don't work or I don't remember. Yeah. That's that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like, I loved it. I was like, this is great. Um, Just having an opportunity to, to shape tomorrow is, is um, like, actually what I have written on my turf. I have it. It's my Instagram handle is shape tomorrow. Uh, Just how I look at it, like shaping that future. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. And like getting into shape too. So it's a nice little, little pun there. Beautiful. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And I always like to talk about that because like, you know, I think as trainers, gym owners, we should strive to make money doing this. You know, you hear a lot of people saying, I don't, I don't want to do this to make money, but I think you know, we can make good money. We're, we have a valuable service. Then we can put that money to good use, right? That's to our good. members, to wherever we want to put it. So like, very cool. So I can see your space, man. So talk us through like when you decided, I know you were training people elsewhere before this, when you decided to, to rent this space, do you rent it or own it? I rent Okay, cool. Yeah. So when we decided to rent this space, what was your mindset? Was it based on your model that you're running? Was it based on like, uh, hey, I can get like 200 people in this space? What was just your mindset in renting this particular space? Um, so I, I chose this space. I was looking around. Uh, I looked at a few spaces before yeah. this um, and I ended up settling on this. I set, I don't know, I'm less than half a mile away from a high school, um, okay. which kind of helps with the youth athletic uh, population. Um, right off of a main street. I just felt like it was a pretty good location yeah. to draw people yeah. in. Sure. So uh, that's how I ended up here. Okay. Yeah. Location's huge, especially training high school athletes, obviously being close after school and stuff. Awesome. On a, a main street is good. 
where you're thinking, what do you think is like capacity that you can handle in this gym size-wise based on your model? Um, so, so a lot of what we do is private, uh, especially with like, like okay. I said, coming into this during COVID, yeah. um, a lot of one-on-one -on -one stuff. And, and sure. I think I sold a lot of people on that privacy kind of, yeah. yeah, yeah. um, and so right now when I do do classes, because I, I have my, uh, my Sunday service, I have my intro to sports that I do for younger athletes. Um, I cap those classes at 12. I can fit way more than that. Um, I don't really know what capacity is. I haven't tried to push to capacity because I feel like right now people are loving that intimacy. Yeah. As the sure. only trainer in this space, it's kind of uh, important for me to be able to handle everybody, like touch sure, everybody. Sure. Yeah. So you have, so a lot of PT, uh, cap the classes at 12. Would you ever tweak that model and go to a bigger group class as people kind of get more back into like normalcy for lack of better words, whatever that means anymore, you know, but uh, you know what I'm saying? Would you ever change that model or add, or add another service to your model? Absolutely. I think uh, like we've been looking at it because it is getting a little more relaxed um, around yeah, the COVID yeah. restrictions and everything. Um, and it's just finding that sweet space because at the end of the day, I do want to be able to influence everybody. Right. Exactly. I feel like if I had a class at a hundred people and I'm still the only trainer in the class, not everybody's learning. Right. No, like, no, for sure. There's no for way sure. I can coach everybody in it. So it's me finding that sweet spot. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I, sorry. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt, man. Yeah. I agree. It's cool to have that PT, the small group, maybe the bigger group, and not, yeah, hundreds way too much for one coach, but maybe like up to 15, right? Maybe something like that. And like, yeah. uh, but then, yeah, with your modeling and pricing, we can like, we can upsell or downsell. A lot of, some folks can't afford PT, right? Just kind of the nature Absolutely. of the beast. So you go into the group class. So at least we're giving them some sort of, fitness, which is awesome. So, uh, yeah, man, I appreciate you sharing that. Let's dive into like current business, right? So business operations. Um, we've talked about this off air a bit, Morris, what are you doing to market your services to get new faces in the door? What have you done this past year? Um, this past year, like this is our first year in business, right? June 1st just made it uh, officially yeah. a year. So still a lot of learning going on. Um, a lot of yeah. organic marketing, a lot of Facebook, Instagram, um, referrals, stuff like that is kind of what we're leading into yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah. So word of mouth is huge, right? Obviously what I've seen is like 50% of our business comes from that, you know, this organic growth. Uh, then there was like the paid advertising side of things is, are your leads at, like coming in as high as you'd like it right now or a perfect world, would you love to see a higher, um, higher lead number coming in? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think, um, especially upfront, we dug into the, uh, the, um, SEOs with Google and, and yeah. kind of yeah. making sure that we're on that first page of Google whenever you Google speed and conditioning training sure. near me. Uh, so we got a few people in from that. Um, it's absolutely not at the level where I want it to be right now, but I see it going yeah. in that direction. Okay, that's good. Yeah. So you've, you consider changing strategies, adding strategies to your overall marketing plan. Yeah, still learning, yeah. still yeah. learning process. Yeah, and like, like right now that that Facebook, Instagram, like back like two years ago, like price per lead was crazy, you know, super high. Well, what I've seen now around the country, and I told you, man, I've talked to gym owners, uh, all actually North America, this Facebook price per lead is definitely starting to come back down. Like the golden age again is back, which is great for us as gym owners, trainers, anybody in the fitness space, which is, which is awesome. Now, uh, with that being said, man, like with the, with the word of mouth piece, it's cause it's so big. Is there any way that you've been able to, um, make that even better, like systematize that anyway, like a referral program or give people incentives if they hey, bring a friend. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So the referral program, I've, I, I can't remember where I read it. It may have been in the gym launch, um, in the gym launch book, but it was, uh, it was just pretty much saying like send people handwritten cards. Right. Yeah. So I sent yeah. a handwritten thank you card saying yeah. thank you for joining. Uh, you know, if you bring a friend, I'll give your friend classes for free. Um, we'll give yeah. you the next month for free. Like we work it out like that. Yeah, those are important. And like, yeah, the cards are good. And like nowadays it's like that video text, you know, you make a video on your phone. I, I call that the new handwritten card, that video, uh, <laughs> that 15 second video message is uh, like, I just call it the new handwritten card. But yeah, I agree. Those things go a long way. It builds trust with our members and shows we give a crap, you know, which I think is, which I think is huge, you know? So with that, man, the client engagement is big, hard enough getting clients in the door, right? To keep them happy over this past. So we don't have like 10 years of history to look at like a life cycle of a client, but what are you doing just to keep your members engaged to keep them coming back to you month after month? Um, what are some good practices you're doing to make that as, as good as possible? I just, I try to make it as welcoming as possible. I treat everybody like family. Um, 
kind of how I want to be treated, right? I'm, I'm yeah. a firm believer in treating people how you want to be treated. Sure. Everyone's my Facebook friend at this point. We're all Instagram buddies, Snapchats, like yeah, yeah. it's a pretty good community. Nice. So you're using a lot of technology, which is good. Uh, and obviously huge platforms, we might as well use them, right? Especially the free part of it. Now, with that with that communication with your clients, are you doing any, say I say don't show up for a week, are you communicating with people when they miss days or is there any other cadence to it? Just to, again, keep that engagement is, uh, as high as possible. Yeah, absolutely. So they uh, they get their text reminder whenever their class is supposed to, yeah. to happen yeah. um, or whenever their personal session training is supposed to happen. If they miss it, um, I'm giving them a call later on that afternoon when I'm freed up asking what's going on. Are you okay? Um, if in that moment I have time, I try to give them a little bit, 10, 15 minutes. If they're not here by then, hey, are you okay? Is everything right? Right, um, right. I actually had a client who who uh, lost a tire on the way uh, to a session. He was bringing his son to a session. I guess I trained his son, yeah. but um, yeah. he was bringing his son to a session. He lost a tire on the highway. Um, I went and helped him. Right. He got That's the tire awesome. back on him, so. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, not many businesses are going to do that. You know, like so what, we, what we do is so unique, I think, and it gives us uh, such a purpose. And we can create this community where people will go, do what you did and it'll do the same for us if that happened to us, you know, which is absolutely. If you ever move the gym, like people come and help you move the gym, it's crazy, man. I remember moving my spaces. Like we moved seven times in nine years. So mm -hmm. like, uh, which is insane, but like, yeah, people always showed up, moved the gym, moved the flooring, which is, you know, is, you know, crazy heavy and barbells and bumper weights and all those crazy things. But, uh, nice. yeah, nuts. Now with that retention piece, have you, do you do any events outside the gym or inside the gym? for? Um, I haven't yet. I, I've been looking into it. Like I said, just, uh, just past the last couple years. Yeah. 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 But it's definitely something I'm looking into, trying to figure out um, ways to better engage the community and and looking at um, volunteer programs and maybe yeah, a back yeah. to school event or something like that. So yeah, those are always good. What I always saw is like, uh, yeah, I'm a big event guy. I love it. People come, and I saw if they participated or even just attended in any way, they stayed for years and years and years. Like, uh, just makes you feel part of that community. And kind of like we're alluding to, people have lost that I think over the past couple of years for sure. So definitely, definitely Jones for that man. Now. Morris, with um, what do I ask? Your model, so your pricing. How how did you come up with your pricing for your training and your small group? How did that process look for you? Um, honestly, just doing research. Uh, yeah. I went. I attended a few classes. I feel like um, in order to become a better trainer, you should get trained yourself. So yeah, sure. I went to a personal trainer, kind of seeing his approach, um, and I, I kind of took some from him. I, almost a mentorship, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. That's always good. Yeah. Now, is there ways, are you, do you, are you comparable to people like you in the area? What's the competitive landscape yeah. around you? Yeah. yeah it's pretty comparable. Um, I try to keep in mind that, uh, that I'm working with youth athletes, which in this area, I don't have a lot of competition in, in that space. Okay. Um, which is, is great for me, yeah. but, uh, yeah. I, I try to not make it so outrageous where people are like, Oh, just because you're, you're the sole sure. um, yeah. athletic development specialist in this area doesn't give you authority to charge more than, than everyone right, else. Right? right. No, I hear it. I hear it. Yeah. So we're, yeah, that makes sense. And with the general pop, how do you, how do you split up the business with the youth athletes and the general population is general population doing PT and classes, or is it a mix? Uh, how does that whole thing work? Yeah. So general population, they, they do PT and class. So the Sunday services open up to, to my general pop. Um, and yeah. then the PT, um, we, we, everything's based on schedule. So however they schedule it, um, Right now, school just let out, so we'll open up a little bit more to the youth athletes. But originally, it was like the um, general pop was in the morning, afternoons were dedicated to youth athletes. Yeah, that makes sense. And now, like you just said, school's getting out, so you know, definitely with this athletic training uh, business, I've seen like a lot of seasonality to it. So now, I always found summer was good, right? Because I, I used to run a summer camp for athletes, as high school athletes too. So, uh, is summer a busier time for you with the kids? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I don't know if it's, uh, and not all of the kids are necessarily athletes. Some of the kids are um, yeah. sitting around the house like like my kids were, right? <laughs> they want to sure. get them out of the door, get them awesome. exercised. Yeah. yeah, awesome. So, yeah, school's out. Great time to capitalize on that from a business standpoint, you know, and help them for sure. So, yeah, I love them, man. Now, with your business model now and the setup you have, is there any way, like, you know, people go out, they buy, uh, they spend money on shoes and uh, supplements and uh, fitness gear and protein powders and all these things. Is there any other way that you can upsell members or increase, uh, maybe a better way to ask it, increase average revenue per member or ways you may be thinking about implementing here moving forward? 
Um, yeah, that's what I, I was actually working on an app just for the nice. the days that they're, they're not here. Yeah, kind of yeah. program it easier. Sure, sure. So, that's so what I'm still selling my programs, and you know, whatever. If I want you to work out five days a week, and I see you twice a week, this is what you do for your other three days, right? Exactly. Program before you add an, an additional cost to your membership fee, and you do it like that. Yeah, I think that's awesome, and I think it's a perfect way to uh, have more impact and uh, obviously add another level of, of revenue, which is terrific. Then if you do move and, you know, when you move or offer bigger classes, you can obviously go up or down with pricing there too. So with that being said, Morris, what's your main focus now, next 12, 18 months, you know, we're coming out of COVID that's over. We have this space. It's been a year and a week today, which is awesome. So congrats on that, man. Very cool. Very cool. So uh, what's the next phase for you now moving forward the next 12 to 18 months for your business? Um, I think it's still growth right now, like full speed growth. Um, in the end, well, I, I don't want to say in the end, right? I don't want this uh, to really ever end. But um, I think my ultimate goal is to have like a, a sports complex almost, right? With a yeah. with a basketball court. I want batting cages. I want like the full. I love it. I love it. The whole yeah. nine, right? Um, that's the ultimate goal. And so right now it's just still building, building, making sure that I have the the um, the members to support that. Sure. Or the interest yeah. to support that. Thousand percent. Yeah, it definitely got to be member centric. I love the outlook, man. The facility, sports facility is awesome. Now, where are you at with uh, a team? So is, is it putting a team in place behind you, like hiring trainers, staff? Yeah, I think that, that's a big thing that I, I'm working yeah. on currently. Um, had a few conversations, still, still just me in the building at the moment, but yeah. we're going to get yeah. that figured out over the next 12 months, definitely. Yeah. Does that pose a challenge? Like, Because I, I, when I first started, I was a one-man show. And I'm like, you're wearing 10,000 hats and like you're cleaning the gym, you're programming, you're coaching, you're doing all the marketing, you're doing the books. Uh, I'm probably missing thousand things but yeah is that your biggest challenge right now that you're facing it's just like time absolutely yeah absolutely yeah. we all have the same 24 hours um and and i just don't sleep for a lot of it it's yeah. kind of the answer right yeah. now yeah uh, yeah i recall that too man getting up early to coach you know something uh, maybe it's four or five a.m like i know some, a lot of people say going to bed late and uh yeah things would keep us up at night man is there anything that keeps you up at night or is it just kind of the overall like focus on growth uh what can i do better you know is that the main thing yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Focusing on growth, what can I do better? Um, just the stressors. Uh, I I think I. It's always like even when I when I feel like I I wrote a spot on great program for someone, yeah. I always yeah. feel like I can do better, right? Sure. Like sure. this is just my mindset. I can always do better, and I I strive to do better, and deliver awesome. the best. So. I love it because yeah, I agree with you, man. I I don't believe in that word maintenance. I think that we're either getting better or going down. You know, so like I think that's awesome. And uh, brings me to my last question, man. The name of the business, right? Play sport. And I know I just noticed on your shirt, play is kind of separated. And I think like, tell me your reasoning behind that. I'm sure there's something behind there. Um, and so just just like I said, working with youth athletes, originally the acronym was physically leading at risk youth, um, which was kind of the goal, right? I remember yeah. being young, playing sports, and I kind of didn't uh pay attention to a lot of the things that were going on at home or in my community because I was so involved in sports and, and athletics and stuff. And so that was the original um goal for me was to, yeah. to have that um that impact and it's still the that's still the goal i don't want to say it like it's changed or anything but um yeah definitely that's where the the play came from um and that's just through sports and athletics and so through it all together play sports athletics. It, really good and i like how you separated there in the shirt and uh yeah to me it's like you know fitness exercise training i think if it, if, it, if if it can be like akin to play in some capacity i think people will do it longer especially on the general population side maybe not so much on the athletic side but um, you know, for adults who are just working professionals, moms, dads, all that good stuff. I think if we can make it play fun, you know, yeah, they'll, do it they'll be more disciplined, more motivated. They'll stick with it for a long time. So uh, I, I love the name and I always like find it inter- interesting to see like, you know, how we come up with our gym names and our business names. So uh, yeah, Morris, this has been great, man. Uh, I love the space layout. I love uh, where you want to go with this sports facility. You know, I think that's awesome. Are there any facilities like that in your area? Um not in my direct area. We're probably uh, 30 miles from a, another youth athletic training perfect. facility. Yeah. Nobody goes more than seven miles. So you're perfect. You're good. And you're near high school, which is even better. So, man, appreciate you so much. Wish you the best of luck. Where can the listeners check you you're out your website, social media? Where can we find you and follow your story? Um, my Instagram is shape underscore tomorrow. Um, Facebook is Play Sports LLC. Um, and PlaySportsLLC.com is the official website. Nice. That's a good Instagram handle, man. I like that. Awesome. Thank you. Morris, thanks so much, my man. Appreciate you. And again, I wish you so much luck. All right. Thank you. You got it. Listeners, we appreciate you guys as well. Please hit like and subscribe. 
to be notified for future episodes. And until next time, Gym Lords, we are out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is JJ Hernandez. I will be your host today. And joining us on the show today is a special guest. It's the one and only Sarah Somers out of the gym on Main in Nevada. What's going on, Sarah? How are you doing today? Just great. I'm happy to be here. It's going to be super fun. There we go. We're excited to have you on. And before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on, you know, first, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you describe the business to people and what made you get started in the first place? So I would describe the business to people as a very small, um, quaint personal gym. It, it wasn't opened intended to be a huge gym with a million members. It was opened intended to be a very small gym because we're in a small town. So even if I wanted a lot of members, I would not be able to do that. Um, so it's small. It's really, I don't know, people come here from the city because we have lots of tourists and they drop in and they say that it's like an old school gym. So I don't know, I guess we kind of give that vibe. And um, I started it, it was kind of, I don't know, I would almost say a turn of events due to COVID because I had a garage gym in, at my house for the past decade. Um, and that's where I worked out. And I always knew I'd open a gym. So every month when I got paid, I would always buy more dumbbells, more kettlebells, more barbells, whatever. And then during COVID when uh, everything shut down and all the college kids were back were in town where I live, um, I had about 25 people come into my garage to use the gym. So it was kind of like, huh, maybe I could make something work here. And then um, a commercial building came up for sale uptown on Main Street. And I randomly inquired about it to my friend who was a realtor. And then we were looking at it. And then we were filling out an application to buy it. And then we owned it. And it all happened really quickly and like really easily, like it was just meant to be. <laughs> well. It's a beautiful story. And yeah. usually there's a lot of wacky little things. That no, it, it was unusually easy. I don't know. It, like it just, like I, I was, I don't know if I mentioned that I always wanted to own a gym and open a gym, but I probably did for the past 10 years. And now where I'm at right now, I think I should have done it 10 years ago because I think I was just afraid or worried about it not being successful and then doing it quickly and randomly and it working out so well. I, I don't know. Now I just tell people, if you want to try something, you should just try it because the worst thing that could happen is it would fail and you would be back to where you started and it's okay. <laughs> so, yeah. I love that. I think that's awesome. And I think it, it really goes to show, right? It's, it's, there's no such thing as a perfect moment. Am I right? I think that's really what it comes down to. So, um, and if you really want to do something, just do it. Like you said, so that, that's great stuff there, Sarah. And so let's dive a little bit deeper into the gym here. So right now let's just start with the bare bones basics how many how many members are you guys at currently we actually are at about 70 members so it's very small i am certain compared to gyms that you have spoken to um but yeah it's about 70 members and then um like most gyms i assume i would say a third of those people come regularly so <laughs> it's it's really small and Honestly, when we opened it, just because um, I wanted a gym, because I, I use my own gym every single day. So I didn't really need it to like make all this money so I could quit my job. I really just wanted it to break even-ish. So I was hoping to have 30 members. So I'm thrilled with 70 because like I said, we're a really small town. <laughs> 
So yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotcha. Gotcha. And so for you and and where we're at now, um, what's been kind of the best practice of finding new clients? Um I I was telling Tanisha on the little pre-interview that a long time ago I read something from a gym member or a gym owner, I'm sorry. And he was saying that the best marketing you can do is to market from the inside. So to make your current members feel valued and, you know, really support them, give them everything they need in the gym. And then the marketing kind of does itself, you know, because they go tell friends how amazing it is and how great it is. So I really haven't done like a lot of outreach to get members. Um, and mostly because like I said, I was hoping for 30 ish and we have 70. So I don't, I don't need a whole lot more as far as memberships and it's a small gym and I can't, I honestly don't have the capacity to have that many. So I've just focused on making it really cool for the people that are here. Um, and it has everything that they need. I'm constantly adding more. And then, um, I do a little bit of marketing on Instagram. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so from where you're at currently, you know, let's say traffic leads, all that stuff was unlimited. Hypothetically speaking, how much higher can you go? Well, um, I actually kind of want to get a different building, you know, because this building that we got, it is just kind of small. And if I got a different building, then I, I would really, I would love to have a couple hundred members. And um, honestly, as far as management, I don't think it'd be that much harder to manage 70 members or 200 members, but I just can't do it with the size of our building. Um, but we're actively seeking out a different building. And um, if we did that, then we could just do something else with this building that we bought. So um, for this building though, I could probably go up to maybe 90 members. Gotcha, gotcha. And so to take a step back from clients here, if I came in and I was a lead, right? I was interested in joining, you know, maybe I'm not so ready to commit, but I'm interested. Walk me through the client journey, right? So if I came in, and, you know, I'm interested again, and, and then I'm being sold into the program and then being onboarded as a member, what would that look like for you guys? So I have a website and I have um, some software through Gym Master, which has been worth its weight in gold. Um, and I haven't, I didn't uh, set up any contracts for members just because I knew that I wouldn't want to manage that. And so um, we just have a month by month membership fee and it's fairly affordable too. It's only $30. So a member can easily go on the website. They can see everything. They can see the equipment. They can see the gym. And then they can sign up really easily through the website and manage their account through the website. And I always tell them that they can, you know, sign up. And if because some of them are on the fence, like you're saying, like, oh, I don't know if I want to fully commit. So I always tell them to not feel pressured that they have to commit for six months, that they can come. And if it doesn't work out, then they can leave. And if they have to come back in a few months, they can come back. But I try to make it no pressure just because that's kind of my personality. <laughs> yeah, yeah 100%. I think they appreciate that. I think it goes yeah. along, right? Yeah. And so now, Here's a little bit of a longer-winded question, but I think it serves well. So if you need to repeat anything, by all means, just let me know. So in the fitness and gym industry, there's about three pillars of business we use pretty predominantly, and that's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, your client acquisition, which is your sales, and then your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of those three, Sarah, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Um, okay. So there was the client retention. I feel like I'm pretty good at retaining the clients. We actually don't have like very many clients leave. And then what was the second one? Uh, client acquisition. So when somebody's interested to actually converting them into a client. Oh, okay. Um, I would probably say it would be the, um, I think client acquisition, once someone's interested, it's pretty easy to sell them on it. So I would say it'd be the first one lead. And um, once I have that ability to grow a lot more than I'm able to right now, just because of the size of my building, um, I think that's where I would definitely need to work on is, is getting leads. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so, which kind of leads me to my second, my, well, one of the last two questions here, but 
it's just like, I think it's a great question. I think you kind of alluded to it already, but what is the bigger picture? What are you trying to accomplish with the Jibamin? Um, I think Tanisha asked me the same thing and I was kind of like, not a whole lot. I mean, I, I want it to be a little bigger, but I also just want it to be, um, I don't want it to get so big that it's just like commercialized and impersonal and people can tell that I'm doing it just for the money because I'm really not. Like I said, I have another job. In fact, we have a couple businesses on top of our full-time jobs. So all the money that we've had left over from the gym, we put it right back into the gym. So I really don't, like it would be amazing if it got bigger and I could make all this money off of it and maybe lay off some of my other jobs. But um, I really just always want it to be quite uh, like not so commercialized. I want it to feel small and, and like close and personal where, you know, people at, like I know every single member and I know every single member really well. And I kind of want to keep it in that same pattern just because it's just kind of who I am. <laughs> I love it. I yeah. love it. And so one final question here, which is my favorite question. So Sarah, if you can go back in time to when you first started the gym last year, right? And if you could give yourself that one piece of advice that you think really would have made a bigger difference when you first started, if there is any, what would that be for you? Um, I, I feel like I kind of took on to this advice pretty early, but I think the best advice for not only gym owners, but like anyone that's opening a business or running a business or wanting to start a business is to do like stick to what you're passionate about and what you love. So like when we were setting up the gym, I was starting to stress that I needed recumbent bikes and ellipticals for like the older people. And we needed this for this group. And then I was like, you know what, that's not what I love and that's not what I do. So I'm going to stick to the gym stuff that I love, which is like a really athletic type of gym. It has an assault air runner and it has like you know, things that are for athletes. And then I feel like um, when you stick to what you love and what you're passionate about, then you can just build it so much better. So I think that's the best advice to not, like if you hate say CrossFit or functional training, you shouldn't build a gym around CrossFit or functional training because it wouldn't do well in my opinion. Like you need to do what you love. And even like the supplements, I don't sell stuff that I'm not familiar with because it's hard for me to market something if I don't even know what it's for, or how it's used or how well it works because I never use it. So the stuff I sell in the gym is all stuff that I'm really familiar with and that I'm passionate about. So I think in general, if you st at least start with the things that you're really familiar with and really passionate about, I think you'll do a lot better than diving into everything when you not, might not be super familiar with it. Totally. And that, that's just the proof of conviction, you know, yeah. I think that's awesome. And, and so, you know, one, one thing I will say is for, I don't know, I said the last question, but for you and obviously knowing that you want to get a bigger location, is there anything that you would do, which again, kind of similar to distinguish, which is, but is there anything you would do differently with the next location than what you've done here? Or you think we just told the company pace? Um, when, when I started this location, um, it was during my summer break cause I'm a school teacher and I, I really wanted it up and going before school started. Cause I knew that my time would be limited. So I really just set it up with everything that was absolutely necessary and didn't do anything like extra, you know, I like didn't do fun painting and wall decor and like, you know, making it adding all that extra stuff that isn't necessary. So if I had a new gym, I think um, like we're looking at this building and it has really tall ceilings and it has um, a nice floor, but I think I really would go in first and make it look like really catchy, like give it a lot of eye appeal before I go and set it up. Cause now that my gym is set up, I feel like it's hard to go back and add those things that aren't necessary, but I don't know, make it look better. So I would do that on the second go around. Um, other than that, there's not a whole lot. I One thing that I've tried to do is I've focused on putting stuff in the gym that is absolutely useful, like that people use and it's popular and not all the extra stuff that isn't popular in a gym that just takes up space. So I've tried to be really conscientious of like the floor space and only putting stuff in there that's super useful. And I would do that again too. Love it. I love it. Like it's a pretty good place to wrap things up with this episode, Sarah. But before we sign out, 
you know, please just shout out your Instagram, your Facebook, your website, anything you have, where can you find out more about you and the gym? Um, yeah, so we're on Instagram and it's just at Pioch Gym, which is P-I-O-C-H-E Gym. And then um, a website, which is thegymonmain.com. And I don't really do Facebook. I have a personal Facebook, but I just don't ever go on Facebook. So I didn't uh, make a gym website, which I probably should. Maybe I will. And if I did, it would be one of those handles. <laughs> yeah. We absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. And to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in and join us, talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.